0: This is Notoriously Episcopalian. My name is Kelly Hudlow. This is a podcast of sermons and musings all about the Christian faith and especially about being an Episcopalian. This is a sermon offered at St. Matthias Episcopal Church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, on the last Sunday after Pentecost, Christ the King Sunday, on November 22, 2020. The principal text for the sermon is Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 46, the judgment of the nations or the parable of the sheep and goats. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The past few weeks, I have heard on more than one occasion, somebody say something to the effect of, man it is so good that 2020 is almost over when i hear people say that what i hear in there is all of the fatigue and uncertainty that this year has brought us this is a year that we want to be over We know that at 12.01 a.m. on January 1st, 2021, that all our problems won't just disappear, but there is hope in the idea of starting over again. Well, I have good news for you today. If you are one of those people that is just ready for the calendar to reset, you are in luck. You can actually start your new year even sooner than maybe what you thought. Today is the last Sunday of the liturgical year. It is the New Year's Eve of the church calendar. Next Sunday, we begin again with Advent, and our focus shifts to the expectant hope of the coming of Christ incarnate and of Christ in his glory. We close out the year with a relatively new Christian observance, which is called Christ the King Sunday. This observance was added to our calendar by the Roman Church in 1925 by Pope Pius XI to counter what he regarded as destructive forces of the modern world. Secularism in the West and the rise of communism in Russia and fascism in Italy and Spain and the harbingers of Nazism soon to seize Germany. The Pope thought by making a special observance of Christ the King that he would be able to oppose the rule of these secular forces in the world, these totalitarian claims of power and ideology. It got moved to the last Sunday of the church year in the 1960s and we get three Gospels over the course of the three year cycle of the church calendar that present Christ as the son of man coming in glory Christ confronting the rulers of the world and Christ reigning even from the weakness of the cross. Today, we get that judgment of nations parable of Christ in his full glory and his return. For the past few weeks, we've been hearing Jesus teach parables that point to the return of the Son of Man and describing the judgment that will occur. Today's reading is the culmination of those parables we get a glimpse of Christ as a king judging all the nations and peoples of the earth sorting sheep from goats and for those sheep found to be righteous they receive eternal life and for those goats found to be unrighteous well they get eternal punishment while the parable of the bridesmaid from two weeks ago and the parable of the talents last week did not give us easily understandable reasons why some folks were judged to be worthy and others were not, today's reading makes the criteria of judgment clear. Those that are blessed and that inherit the kingdom were those that fed the hungry, gave drink to the thirsty, welcomed the stranger, gave clothing to the naked, visited the sick and those imprisoned. And those that are accursed, are the ones that failed to do those things. And Jesus, both the sheep and the goats are shocked at the judgment that is reached. And Jesus explains that when you did or did not do these things to the least of those in your communities, you did or did not do them to me. With this parable, with the criteria so clear, we are left being very uncomfortable with the notion of judgment. I found that most Episcopalians don't like to think about the final judgment of the world. This Jesus sitting on a throne judging people is not the friendly Jesus that we like to think about day to day. I think part of the reason why we resist judgment so much is that we live in a world that is full of quick And snap judgments. We're judged every day, right? We're judged on what we wear, what we say, what we post on social media. In our current culture, we are often judged without warning. There's no heads up about it. There seems to be no room for grace, and if you are found lacking, the judgment is to be called out and cast out. I dare say that there are a few well-meaning Christians that have used this very passage, this parable, to call out and cast out others for being goats instead of sheep. We would do well on this Christ the King Sunday to remember that it is not us that sits in the king's throne. Today is also a day given to the calendar that we would celebrate the life of C.S. Lewis, Who wrote or is most well known for writing the Chronicles of Narnia? The first part of the prayer that we would offer if we were celebrating Lewis's feast day says, O God of searing truth and surpassing beauty, we give you thanks for C.S. Lewis, whose sanctified imagination lit fires of faith. To hear the parable of the sheep and the goats in a way that we should, we need a sanctified or holy imagination like Lewis had. We need to see and see through the words of the story to get to the searing truth of God. If you remember, the Chronicles of Narnia start with a book called The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's normally the book that almost everybody reads or encounters at some point growing up. And in that book, towards the beginning, there's a conversation between Susan, who is a human child that's come to Narnia, and Mr. Beaver, who is a talking beaver, as happens in the Chronicles of Narnia. And Mr. Beaver is talking about Aslan and that Aslan is on his way, and Susan is surprised to learn that Aslan is not a man at all, but is rather a lion. And she asks, Mr. Beaver, is he quite safe? Mr. Beaver's reply is, safe? Who said anything about safe? Of Course, he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. Christ the king is not safe, but he is good. Christ in this parable invites us into dangerous acts of mercy that leave us vulnerable to those that we love and those that we don't know. We are called to mercy and kindness in a world that is driven by power and division. That is not a safe way to live, but it is a good way to live. In the final book of the Chronicles, called The Last Battle, Lewis recreates this judgment scene that we hear this morning with all the creatures of Narnia coming before Aslan for judgment. Some were sent to the left and some were sent to the right. And for those who were sent to Aslan's right, they entered what was going to be the new Narnia, a new world that was truer than true and truer than what had come before. And as people walk through that door to this new world, there are these shouts that say, further in and higher up, because they have to make room for all those that were coming through the door after them. Some of them are surprised when they get there and look around and realize that there are some people that did bad things while they were in Narnia, but yet they have been sent through the door, and so the cry still goes out further in and higher up. The book ends with this sentence. All their life in this world and all their adventures in Narnia had only been the cover in the title page, Now, at last, they were beginning chapter one of the great story, which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever, and in which every chapter is better than the one before. When we take Lewis's holy imagination and look at this parable, this judgment of the nations, I think that we can see that the searing truth of this gospel isn't that some go to heaven and others go to hell, but rather that our story isn't finished being written. The good news of this gospel is that we are not yet judged We can accept the grace of Jesus Christ and live that grace out in the world through acts of mercy and kindness to those around us. That the powers of this world that would divide us and cast us out do not have the final say on who we are. We can write a different story. Maybe that's why we're so eager for 2020 to end so that we can move on to the next chapter and hope that it's going to be better than this one. But before we do that, we need to reflect on what has come before. We can make our New Year resolutions. We can make all the plans, but we don't have to wait for January 1 or even for Christ the King Sunday to come around again next year. We can choose every day to write a story that is filled with mercy, grace, and kindness. Amen. Amen.